Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the No Bad Dogs podcast with moi, Tom Davis, America's canine educator. Thank you guys so very much for joining me, and welcome to 2019, and welcome to the No Bad Dogs podcast, the podcast where we love, live, and of course, work with dogs. So I want to thank everybody for listening and watching on my YouTube channel. Uh, We're going to try to do one podcast a week and two YouTube channels, uh, or two YouTube videos on my YouTube channel a week as well. Uh, If you haven't yet, in the search bar on YouTube, just type in Upstate Canine Academy, subscribe to my YouTube channel, turn on the notifications, which is the little bell next to the subscription button that'll notify you when I upload. A lot of free content, a lot of cool stuff. Um, so I just want to jump right into it. This podcast and this video on YouTube is going to be about um, the way my philosophy, my training style, what I do, why I do it. Um, first and foremost, my training style isn't the only way. My theory isn't the only way. It's something, it's data collected over the last 10 years of absolute absorption. It's, it hasn't been, oh, I do this full time. This is my hobby. Um, my significant other makes a ton of money, so I sit at home and watch YouTube videos. I have been a practitioner for 10 years straight, seven days a week, seven to 14 hours a day. And I think there's a big difference between theory and being practical and actually actually doing things with your hands. Um, so we get a lot of solicitation, uh, as any business does, um, whether it's gimmicks or it's fake or it's real. Um, and some of those things are TV shows and series and documentaries and things like that. I can't tell you how many times that I've been, we've been working with major networks and things go south and we've been getting really close. And so now it's just a part of the business. Uh, we're getting pitched regularly and we're working with a lot of production companies. Uh, which is exciting, and it's something that, like, when it first happened, I was like, holy crap, and now it's like, okay, uh, let's get down to the nitty-gritty, which I'm grateful for, so don't take that the wrong way. But I did get a call this morning that was interesting. I put out a lot of content. Uh, I do that so people can learn uh, for free because I think that that's important. If there's something in my brain that can help a dog by just thinking and saying things without making it confusing and making sure that the dog owner can hear it properly and understand it properly excuse me, um, then it's selfish for me not to say it, which is why I got into what I do anyway. That's why I don't call myself a dog trainer. Uh, I didn't go to school, although I certify dog trainers for two major uh, uh, canine behavioral colleges. And um, it's something that I have inheritedly in me that I just feel decision-making is very easy when it comes to dogs, I should say. So anyway, a guy called me. He said, hey, I'm putting together this TV show. Um, I want you to be a part of it. I have some other dog trainers a part of it and blah, 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 Um, the whole nine. I said, okay, here we go. Um, So he asked me a question, uh, going back to what I said about a lot of content. uh, A lot of times people view my content, they consume it, then they come in. They know what I do. They know how I do it. um, They know who I am, which is awesome. Uh, So there's not a lot of time being wasted. Um, But this guy, you know, asked a question that was really refreshing. And again, uh, I've said this many times, my way isn't the only highway. It's something that it's all the data collected and like, hey, this guy's been doing this for this long with this many dogs. What does he do? Um, The other thing that contributes to this is I am not really a dog trainer uh, and I'm not a behavioralist. Uh, I, I just know my way around dogs and their minds and the way that they think. But I also know and I specialize in, in relationship building. Nine times out of 10, I would say any problem you're having with your dog is going to come from your relationship. Um, the other 1% could be genetics. And a lot of times we do see that where 
there's just, you know, the dog isn't playing with a full deck of cards and there's nothing you can really do to change that. You can help manage it and understand it, which is important. But, um, so the dog training world is, is very, um, to me, just a bit disturbing. There's all sorts of different things going around of making dog training binary, which mm, to me, in a, in a general sense, again, taking this with a grain of salt, doesn't really make sense, which means you're either right or you're wrong. You're either the devil worshiper or you're godsend and you're good or bad or you beat dogs or you, you don't. And it's like, uh, so it gets confusing to dog trainers who are starting off. It gets very confusing to, um, it also gets very confusing to, to, to dog owners, uh, which sucks. And so um, I just wanted to talk about my answer to this guy uh, as I mute my phone so it doesn't ring. Um, I just want to talk about my answer and what I said to this guy because it's something I haven't really brought out a lot. But again, my way isn't the highway. It's my collected data over the years working with multiple, multiple, multiple professional dog trainers who have been in the business three times as long as I have. And I've collected all that data and I put together my own system, my own thoughts. I said, hmm, I think that I naturally am able to work with dogs. I don't know how to run a business. I don't know how to present myself properly to clients and how to... remember the first time I charged somebody, I felt bad. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't do anything. And they were like, you saved my dog's life. And I was like, okay, maybe this is something. That's literally how my business started. And then uh, 10 years forward, I lived with wolves for four or five years. I traveled the country and I, um, I do all sorts of cool stuff with dogs. And I'm really, really grateful for that. But Anyway, that was the rabbit hole, but that's why we listen to podcasts as you're driving, ignoring the weird smelly guy next to you on the bus. Um, that was a rabbit hole. So I said, look, I think that dogs should be worked with, not necessarily trained, but were worked with, meaning you should start building a relationship with the dog before you tell them what they can and can't do, unless it's life-threatening for the public and people around you. Then you need to take the wheel immediately. But when you're developing any type of training style or any type of training method with somebody, just think to your head. So I tell my clients, think in your mind. Does that make sense? And they go, not really. Like, that's why we're here. And um, I've had uh, situations where uh, <clears throat> dog owners will come in. They say, yeah, I, I, I just didn't feel that barking in my dog's face as they're trying to bite somebody was a good decision. And I'm like, a good decision, uh, that's a terrible decision and it's going to get your dog killed because your dog's going to bite you and you're going to teach it. So um, think about it. Seriously, guys, dog trainers and dog owners out there are like, think about it. Am I doing something that makes sense? Would this actually work? And I think, um, again, sometimes the dog training world, unfortunately, is binary where you, you get a professional dog trainer that calls themselves a dog trainer. They may even be certified and insured and all that yummy good stuff. They have a beautiful website. You walk in, it's a beautiful place. It smells good. The owner's sitting there smiling pretty. And they say, um, when your dog tries to bite another dog while you're on your walk, I want you to dump buckets of water on them. I want you to bark at them in their face. I want you to bite them in their face. Um, just because they're a professional and just because they have fancy things hanging on the wall, guys, doesn't mean it's the right decision. <sighs> If, if you find yourself scratching your head going, I don't think buckets of water on my walk with my kids is really reasonable. I don't think that that's going to work. I don't think that these things are going to work. Then don't do it. Plain and simple. Find somebody else. But again, the dog training world is so underestimated um, as far as what people can do with social media and things like that. But I think it's important to just do what makes sense. But anyway, another rabbit hole. So you're still ignoring that person next to you on the bus that smells and is reading a weird book. Okay, so I'm going to get right into it. I'm sorry. 
Welcome to the No Bad Dogs Podcast. So basically what I told this guy, I go, look, I work with dogs the way that dogs work with dogs. I've studied puppies with coyotes. I've, I've lived, I've literally roomed with, with puppy coyotes in Canada. Um, I've, I've rolled around with wolves. I've been growled at by wolves directly in front of my face because I made a stupid decision. I'll never do that again. Um, and I've spent the last 10 years, seven days a week, four, or I mean seven to 14 hours a day, learning, studying, practicing. Um, and the best way, because the guy said, well, we have this other guy doing a natural dog training and he believes to ignore bad behavior and try to get their, um, their primitive instincts out instead of correcting it. And, um, I think that there's a, there's a way to do everything. And again, uh, does it make sense as a dog is trying to aggressively attack somebody to, uh, break out food and reward that behavior to redirect them um, and potentially mark uh, the behavior as something good? Probably not. Um, but again, you guys out there, this is what's making a difference is the people, the pet owners, the, the dog trainers do things that actually make sense on every level. Don't don't put people into danger. Don't don't if, if it's taking you. The other thing, guys, is behavior modification does take a long time. Granted, take this with a grain of salt. If you're doing dog training and your dog is still reactive after two weeks, three weeks, a month, which I've heard and seen, you might want to move on. You might want to go somewhere else. It probably doesn't make sense to be there anymore. That's really, really important. Um, but it's equally important to just be, just make sense. Say, okay, I have an issue. I'm not, I'm not a dog person. I don't know what to do. And you go to somebody and they say, Hey, when your dog barks at somebody, give him a hot dog to redirect them. Um, so anyway, again, take that with a grain of salt. Don't come down and say, well, this one time it, yeah, maybe it has worked, but just make sense of things. Ugh, rabbit hole again. Damn it. So anyway, I told this guy, look, when you're working with dogs, understand the dog. When you bring home a dog, they're dogs. <laughs> they do things differently. They think differently. We become in an ideology, uh, tribalism way of, I love my dog. Therefore, there's this thing going around, um, I think it's the United States, is death before discomfort, which means people are actually euthanizing dogs instead of correcting them. You get a dog out, they jump on somebody. Instead of correcting the behavior, it'll go to a certain extent where they're like, I'm not going to correct my dog. I'm not going to put a collar. I'm not going to put a leash on my dog. I'm just going to ignore it. And if that doesn't work, we're going to euthanize the dog. Or it could be something a little bit more drastic or dramatic where the dog is attacking chickens and they're like, gosh, I can't teach the dog that that's bad through punishment or aversive. I can't. Well, why would, why, why, I know, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be terrible if, if you taught the dog that what they're doing is bad? No, we're just going to kill the dog because I don't want to cause the dog any pain. And so I see that a lot. And I work with dogs the way that a mom would work with an eight week old puppy or the, the way that a, I've seen puppies born and I've seen them grown up. And that's part of my job is I can't responsibly tell other people what to do with their dogs if I don't know what dogs do with each other. And there's so many people out there today stating uh, natural dog training is this, that, and the other thing. Well, actually, uh, on the contrary, if you look at natural dog training, um, there's a lot of aversive. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of discomfort to dogs. And again, take that with a grain of salt, but it's true. When dogs and puppies are these little hamsters that you've never seen because you get your dog when they're eight or nine weeks and they come with a little bow and they're cute as hell. You don't see the process of their brothers and sisters being born dead next to them in the, in the, in the real environment. And you don't see the mom grab 
two or three puppies at a time and almost swallow them and throw them back into the whelping box because they walked away. Because if you did, you would understand a little bit more of like me correcting this dog with my with pinching it by the back of the neck versus you know what I saw the mom do when they're squiggly little slimy worms that can't open their eyes is nothing. But we come into an ideology and, and, and again, almost a tribalism approach of, I don't want to hurt my dog. I love them. One of my buddy, John, out in California, I pity the bull, says, if you love your dog, train it. And it's, it's, it's so true. And the way that I've been saying it is, if, if you love your dog, lead it. And it's so important to understand that don't think of your dog as something that, that can't take pressure something that can't learn through aversives. I do a lot of operant conditioning. It's a Skinner theory, which basically means uh, the subject learns through discipline and or reward, which means if you do something right, reward the dog. If they do something wrong, teach them. And I think the the, the term correction and the term, um, I think just correction is a good way to put it, just scares people off because they're like, oh my God, I don't want to kick my dog. I don't want to hit my dog. I hate when people do that. I get in consultations and people are like, I just don't want to like hit my dog. That's like something I'm not into. And I'm like, holy sh, what are you talking about? Who would hit your dog? Like, what are you talking about? Um, But anyway, (laughs) rabbit hole. So I told him, I said, I think it's important for people to just understand dog behavior. I think that there, there should be a rule or some sort of test uh, that people should go through, like an online test of like, okay, I need to know what a dog is. They will go out, roll in a dead skunk, eat a cat next door, eat the cat poop out of the litter box, come up and lick you in your face like nothing ever happened because they're animals. And we're looking at them like, oh my God, that was Fluffy. Why did you kill Fluffy? We've, we've known Fluffy forever. Oh my God, that was the skunk that we see every night. Dogs do not care at all. They're animals. They see something Fluffy that makes a little chirpy noise that run across. They have a prey drive. It kicks in. They kill it. Right? Um, they see a little kid coming walking over that punks them in the head with their baby bottle as they're sleeping and they bite the kid. Oh my God, the dog's aggressive. Well, Maybe, or maybe you should just teach your kids and be a little bit more mindful that you have a dog and you have an infant. But anyway, <laughs> rabbit hole. I just want people to know. I want people to understand. Um, there's so many different ways to work with dogs, but I think if we go back on the primitive, primal, instinctual way that a mom raises their puppy from puppyhood to adulthood, if we didn't take the if we didn't take the puppy away from their mom at age six months, the the dog would be pinned, the dog would be hurt and whined. Ah, that hurt, mom. Why'd you do that? Um, all these different things, and that's natural. That's a natural approach. That's the most natural thing you can do. What, what is natural dog training? To me, natural dog training is trying to represent as much as humanly possible what naturally would happen in an environment that is literally primitive and primal, out in the, out in the wild. What would happen if a puppy tried to attack a, a bear? Mama puppy would come over, grab the puppy, pin it on the ground. It would squeal. It would hurt. And the puppy would go, oh my God, that was bad. And then the next time the puppy saw a bear, it would think twice and possibly save the dog's life. So for me, natural dog training is actually, um, if you look at it, uh, the way that we train dogs is very far from what's natural. We can use things and, and gimmicks of natural dog training to attract people to say, we are naturally going to outlet the dog's behavior into something to have them tug on something to release uh, aggression and release energy. That could work, but 
you're taking you're taking the word natural and you're kind of you're really being transparent about it that's that's really not that natural in a natural world if a dog was being restricted by a rope which would never happen in a natural world and they were trying to go after another dog and there was a cat that ran across they would actually outlet their their behavior on that and try to kill it so anyway uh, the, this podcast and this video is about teaching people that working with dogs naturally you should probably uh, do a little bit of research on the way that moms and the way that coyotes and the way that wolves uh, work with each other. And I, I, I see a lot of comments that I absolutely block. I block people and I delete them because my uh, YouTube channel and my podcast and all these things are something that we are growing together as a community and it's really awesome to see people get better. I get messages every single day of my life, people telling me how I've changed their life with their dog. And for me, that means the absolute world. Um, but there are people who just just trolls, absolute trolls. I go to their I, I go to their YouTube. They have zero subscribers, zero videos, nothing. They have nothing, but they want to sit there and talk about scientific. Scientifically, they say that. Well, yeah, scientifically, sure, but be a practitioner. I can't tell you how many dogs' lives I've saved by going to the vet with a dog that the vet said to put down, and I say, are you reading this behavior, or are you just observing? Are you actually handling, or are you just theorizing on what should happen and what could happen? Which is not their fault. Veterinarians specifically, a lot of times in vet school, it's science and medicine, as they should. I don't want to go to the vet um, and them not know about what medicine to give my dog. But at the same time, we have to we have to step away a little bit from from all of these different tests that uh, and we don't know where these tests are coming from. We don't know. People just, they ideolo- they do ideology, right? They see something they like. They say, they see a headline of scientists now say from Oshbosh Bagas University that correcting a dog is inhumane and will less, like, less likely have the dog behave properly, blah, 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 blah. And then they see that it's what they wanted to see forever because they don't believe in punishing their animals and then they troll and they distribute their information to everybody let's just not do that people and let the people who have been practicing practicing god i can't talk today um and, and let's let the people who are actually in the trenches working with these dogs every day and, and let them figure out what works and what doesn't because if they're in the trenches every day working with dogs, chances are they wouldn't have arms by the 10th year because they've been bit so many times and that's how you learn things. I do two different schools in my facility. I am a externship or internship teacher for SUNY Cobleskill, which has a world-renowned uh, dog uh, behavioral communication slash bachelor degree it's a four-year degree in canine science and i do their externship and i teach dogs and I, I have the icing on the cake and i teach them how to work with dogs how to work with clients and all aspects of the business and it's really refreshing to to see these students coming in and having an, an open mind it's really great i also do an externship for the animal behavioral college and i also work with a lot of their students teaching them how to work with dogs and really understand the benefits of of just being like look take a step back, go, hmm, does that make sense? No. Are you going to get bit? Yes. I've, I, I can't tell you how many times um, people come in with one track mind and they leave with a hundred track mind because they're like, wow, you know, I don't want to get bit again or whatever. Anyway, off topic, but guys, um, I probably going to end it here, but I, I think it's important again, I'm going to say this again, to just realize that do what makes sense, do what your gut tells you to do, 
That's how I work with dogs on a daily basis. My schedule is chocked full of clients from when I go in until when I leave, and I never know who's coming in. I never know their issues. I just do what makes sense and be intuitive. Listen to your gut. Study, but also be a practitioner. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of great quality things you can do from reading books and taking tests and watching videos, but practice. That's why I do these externship for these colleges because they don't have a lot of these studies. They have a lot of clinical studies of watching videos and having this one dog, but getting into the real world and having their hands on dogs is something that 99% of the people who are on YouTube or who are on dog training forums who talk all this stuff have no no experience in. They, they, they haven't worked with dogs. They haven't been growled at in the face. They haven't been bit. They haven't been attacked. They haven't, they, none of these things are happening. They're presenting their ideology of what they feel deep down inside. And that's not what's good for the dog. That's what's good for them. And that's not fair. That's selfish. That's much like, oh, my dog loves all these scraps. Of course they do, but it's going to make them fat, obese, and then die at an early age, get diabetes, get hip dysplasia, all these fun things. Killing them with kindness will ultimately always lose in the dog training world. Make sure that you guys are doing what works. Do your research when you hear the term, because there's so many uh, places across the country, probably across the world, that's doing these natural dog training things. Some of them are the same. Some of them are completely opposite. But natural dog training, why don't you just look into the way that wolves work with each other? Look in the, and oh, oh, well, wolves, they're not the same. They've been, okay, okay. Look at the way that dogs work with each other. Look at the puppies. Look how, look how vicious some of these dogs can be by correcting the behavior, but also getting a point across to tell them that they can't do that because they could potentially die for doing these things. I want people to just, when you see these, these natural dog training things. Just do your research. Do your research. Do what makes sense. Do what your gut tells you. <sighs> I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, if you're on the podcast listening, uh, go rate my podcast. Uh, the more that it gets rated, the more it shows up in different places. I appreciate your support on YouTube. Peeps, uh, leave some comments in the below. I always I always uh, answer every single comment on the YouTube. Uh, and then for you on the podcast as well, you can go over to the YouTube, watch this video form of me actually doing this, and you can leave your comments and questions in the comment box. I'll answer all of them. Excuse me. Um, so thank you guys so much. Like this video, subscribe to my YouTube channel if you will. Um, I will talk to you guys next time. I appreciate you guys so very much for listening. I appreciate you so very much. I appreciate you so very much for watching. This is the No Bad Dogs podcast with me, Tom Davis, America's Canon Educator, and I will talk to you guys next time. Peace!